All right, Saturday night and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Welcome Christian Television Network. If you're on any other platform but the Christian Television Network and BlackRobeTV.com, switch over to Rumble. Everybody else is shadow banning us and banning us, all part of the globalist narrative. Get rid of them in the EU right now. They're passing legislation under Ursula von der Leyen, whose husband, of course, was an owner and a supplier for uh for Pfizer and then mandated the very vaccines that she's profiting off of. Well, she is part of legislating right now the total and complete crackdown of social media, of which, of course, Facebook is complying, Google's complying, YouTube is complying. We'll see if Elon complies. He probably will to some extent because he's got Linda Yaccarino, WEF sycophant running uh, Twitter where basically they're putting it under safety and transparency. That's the word. It's like safe and effective for your health, safety and transparency. But what they're actually doing, if you look at the small print, so to speak, they're actually banning speech in the entire European Union. So you've got to switch to rumble. You've got to. I'm telling you, parallel economy, you've got to switch. Even I, listen, I'm telling you, you might be watching right now. You might be 60, 70 years old. I'm 54. I'm telling you. You're like, I'm just not comfortable, you know, downloading apps. You can do it. Go to the app store and hit Rumble, and that's all it is. And then it just says basically get app. Isn't that right, Aaron? It yeah. just says get app. Yep. Hit the app, and you've got Rumble. And all you got to do is look for the TLP, like and subscribe to us on Rumble. Everybody on Rumble, like and, like and share it right now. Everybody on Facebook, like and share it, but they won't let you share it because I'm banned. I just got back from a two-week ban on YouTube. My church has been banned for life on YouTube until we kind of snuck our way back in. But anyway, switch over to Rumble because that's what's happening right now. That's this week's news. I, it's in my stack of stuff, but I know I'm not going to get to it tonight. But that's what's happening in the European Union right now. Under the we want transparency and for safety for kids, the very kids they want to abort to the tune of 41.2 million a year. Suddenly they, they really care about what they see online. My thing is, you know what our attitude needs to be with all of these leftist, globalist, bourgeois elitists is I don't need you. Don't need you. I, I don't need you at all. I don't need your vaccines. I don't need your filtering of information. I don't need your censorship. I don't need your medical advice. We have to have our own parallel economy where we have our own Walmart, our own movie theaters, and everybody's welcome. Even the left is welcome. You're, you're welcome to come into our movie theaters. You go ahead. You're welcome to come into our Walmart, whatever it is. You're welcome to, everybody's welcome on Rumble. Everybody's welcome on Black Robe. Go ahead. You can come on there. We're not going to let you do whatever you want to do on there, but you're more than welcome to watch, more welcome to, to participate or, or, or anything else. But we cannot do it. And here's the thing. You might be thinking that's contradictory. You won't allow people to do things on your platform. I'm not federally exempt. I am not a platform. Facebook, Google, I mean, Facebook, YouTube, which is owned by Google, Twitter are platforms. They are federally exempt from certain, from being, from being sued uh, for liability. They are federally exempt. They have to allow you to say what they say, what you want to say with the exception of terrorism or pornography, or they have to relinquish their federal exemptions for liability. Relinquish them and go ahead and be a publisher like the Washington Post, like, like Gateway Pundits, a publisher. I mean, they're, they're not a platform, so that's the whole point of it. All right, so let's ha launch into this tonight. Charlie Kirk tweet. Just have little snippets here to begin with. Not doing any deep dives at the beginning here. Just wanted to put this out to you. Charlie Kirk tweet. Breaking Michael Bird. That's the person who murdered Ashley Babbitt. And just so everybody knows with that, once again, if you have a, I believe she is five foot three, 111 pounds, something like that, Ashley Babbitt. Uh, Army veteran, I believe. I, I'm not sure what military service she was in, but veteran of our armed services. 
She is basically being smashed into these doors and is having to climb through the doors. I want everybody to remember something. You have Michael Bird on the other side. They have these barricaded doors. She's break, she, I'm not saying she broke the glass, but this broken glass, she's climbing through that broken glass with a giant wall of humanity behind her. Also behind her is the Capitol Police Department. So you have the Capitol Police Department behind her watching her do it, not doing anything. Those guys are up armored too. I mean, what I, I don't mean that in a technical sense, but these guys are, are SWAT suits, AR-15s in their hands or whatever long guns they carry are behind her fully armored, just watching her, no problem at all. And Michael Bird is sitting there, and I believe he was in plain clothes at the time, and shoots her as she walks, she goes through the window. I want you to picture that in any other law enforcement scenario on planet Earth. If I had somebody who was coming through a window, who was a woman, and he said, I shot her because I couldn't see her hands. You never shoot somebody because, they, because you can't see their hands. You may end up shooting them after you demand to see their hands after a period of time when they were an armed, an armed suspect. If they are an armed suspect, and I'm 25 years in law enforcement, I know, 25 years right here, Sarasota County Sheriff's Office, retired as a sergeant. You can check it out, street-level crime. It's all I ever did. If you're being dispatched to a call of an armed perpetrator, an armed perpetrator, and, you, and they're sitting there acting like they're armed, and you're demanding to see their hands, and they make a sudden movement that may justify shooting. Nothing like that happened here. So Michael Byrd is galactically uninformed, galactically untrained, or galactically stupid. But he, and, and by the way, remember, Capitol Police are right behind her. They're right behind, I mean, literally five feet behind her, standing there. And he shoots her through the throat and kills her. And now he's being promoted to captain. And all of the information about that investigation into Michael Byrd is deemed classified. Why would that be? Why are we not allowed to see it? And why wasn't Michael Byrd interviewed in the illustrious uh, unselect 1-6 committee? Why wasn't he investigated at all? Why wasn't, why, wasn't it, why wasn't there a deep dive into the Ashley Babbitt shooting? So this is just in our face. We need to recognize something. That's why we, we need to have the attitude of, I don't need you. I'm not interested in you. There, there Thank you, Aaron. Can you put, yeah, thank you. There it is right there. That's what, what was behind Ashley Babbitt. That's what was behind her. She was shot right there. Right, it's either, right, either that door or right around the corner from that door. I don't know the logistics of the pig. That's her blood on the ground. Yeah. But she was, they, they were standing right there. Why would, they, why would you ever shoot her when you have cops standing right there that let her walk past, let her go through the broken windows, whether she broke them or not? Breaking windows is not a shooting a level offense. It's called, it's called levels of resistance. That, that's what you call it. That's what, that's what law enforcement agencies call it. You have a level of, of resistance matrix or a use of force matrix. Somebody, an unarmed woman climbing through a window, you don't shoot her to death. If you want to arrest her, go ahead and arrest her. You don't shoot her to death, Michael Byrd, but now he's being promoted to captain. It's all in our face, which is why we need to have the posture of, you know what? It's in our face. We completely ignore them until trial. Now, I'm telling you, I mean, Michael Byrd needs to be criminally tried. All right, many people. Jack Smith needs to be criminally tried. Lisa Monaco needs to be criminally tried. Merrick Garland needs to be criminally tried. Mayorkas needs to be criminally tried. Hunter Biden, Joe Biden needs to be criminally tried. All of these people need to be criminally tried. Alvin Bragg, Twinkies, up in New York, needs to be criminally tried. Uh, Chutkin needs to be criminally tried. That's the one who's sending all the 1-6 prisoners for copious amounts of years in prison when the prosecutors are not even asking for prison terms. They need to be criminally tried. Fannie Willis needs to be criminally tried, period. 
criminally tried these people. Ignore them completely. That's not, this is what I'm telling you. All the, you know, we, if you want to protest, you can protest. I, I, I'm not against people protesting. It's just useless. What we need to do is coagulate an, a huge war chest of really billions or even hundreds of billions of dollars for legal contests. That's what we need to do. We need to be suing these people into oblivion. We need to legislate, prosecute, and litigate. Legislate, prosecute, and litigate. It has to happen. Prosecutions, criminally and civilly, need to occur. That's not going to work with us just protesting the DOJ. We need to have hundreds of millions of dollars and willing attorneys to bring this, because that's what the left is doing to us. You're like, well, that's not happening to me. If it's happening to Donald Trump, if it's happening to Michael Flynn, if it's happening to Steve Bannon, if it's happening to Peter Navarro, if it's happening to Alex Jones, if it's happening to Project Veritas, if it's happening to James O'Keefe, it's happening to Rudy Giuliani, it's happening to Jenna Ellis and the 18 other Trump defendants, it's going, it eventually will reach your doorstep. It's just like illegal immigration. I don't really care. It doesn't really touch me. It's going to touch you. Mm-hmm. Okay, but by the, time, by the time this year is over, Joe Biden will have let in a minimum of 8 million up to 16 million people into this country, two New York cities in his three years of president, uh, in, the, in the three years of the Biden regime. You, you bet. That's what we need to do. So like the Liberty Council of the World, the AC, uh, LJ or whatever it is, another one, and many other organizations like that, uh, Tom Fitton's organization, all of those, they need to be massively funded. They need to be able to hire a lot more attorneys because we, you're, we basically just ignore them. I mean, if you want to do what I do on Twitter and troll some people or do those, that's fine. But ba- listen, you know, just spending all day mad about it. No, we need to, we need to take action because they're taking action against us. They have an unlimited war chest because they are using the federal government's dollars. Understand that the things that you're seeing right now are being funded by you. Trump's persecution, prosecution is being funded by you. Whether it's state dollars, local dollars, or federal dollars, it's being funded by you. So, we, that, so they have an unlimited war chest. That's how they sue people into oblivion, like Alex Jones, sued him into bankruptcy. And he didn't do one thing wrong. You can't commit defamation against dead people at Sandy Hook. And I don't mean to be callous towards anybody. Sandy Hook was a mass shooting. It was. Alex got it wrong. But he only said something about it like four times. And he really didn't. It was more reference to what other people said about it. So you can't, you can't sue him for defamation because the people that he's defaming are the dead people who are, he's not keeping from getting a job and, and people that he's not putting under extreme uh, repu- uh, reputation uh, uh, Whatever you know, whatever you want to call like it, damage. Just, yeah, damage to the reputation. Yeah. So reputational damage. He he couldn't have done that when the person's dead. And again, that doesn't mean I'm not saying that to be calloused or harsh, but that's just the way that it is. So that's what they're doing to us, and they have unlimited dollars because these are federal or city like Alex Jones. It's basically Hartford, Connecticut, and Austin, Texas, being funded by the cities, the counties, and the states. Unlimited hyper millions or hyper billions worth of worth of dollars so just you know keep that in mind we need to basically just ignore these people and coagulate in a huge war chest and listen that means if you send ten dollars you send ten dollars tom where are you talking about right now? i don't know yet but i'm just getting the message out right now you know that's what that this is this is what we need to do all right so let's go on to the next one will all right julia tweet i told you just some random stories to start off here's the biden border just so everybody knows this is what's happening U.S. officials have welded open 114 massive gates along the Arizona border. So you got a Katie Hobbs there running the show. 
allegedly to allow water to flow freely, water to flow freely. How, how would water not fro- flow fl- freely through perforated steel? <laughs> I mean, you, you, you see how they treat you. You see how the globalist bourgeois leftist elitist, which is the Democratic Party, how because the Democratic Party, they're not Americans. Yes, they have American rights. They're not Americans. They're global citizens, global totalitarians who want to control every last aspect of your life. How stupid, I mean, think about how stupid they have to think you are to say that they have to weld these doors open to allow the free flow of water with perforated steel walls. I mean, think about how stupid they think you are. So U.S. officials have welded open 114 massive gates along the Arizona border, allegedly to allow water to flow freely during the annual monsoon season. I didn't know there was a monsoon season in Arizona. In order for it to be a monsoon season, you'd have to be a coastal state. (laughs) You you see what I'm saying? This is how little they think. They think everyone's just going to buy it because everybody didn't. There's 542 people that are watching right now. On our various platforms, you may be looking at Facebook and there's only 94 people. That's because I'm completely banned on Facebook. I used to have 900 people watching on Facebook. But you may, you may be thinking, okay, there's 542 people. And I know who I'm preaching to right now. I'm preaching to the choir. But you need to understand just exactly how dumb they think that we are. But we, we, what we need to do is just never comply with these people. I mean, think, about, think how lowly, they think of us as the great unwashed and the smelly Walmart people, the stupid people, they can just say whatever they want. They even know that we know that they're lying. Mm-hmm. They don't care because they have a Goebbels, Pravda, Mockingbird media that will continue to gaslight and gaslight. Gaslighting is just telling the same lie over and over again until the willing public believes it. It also allows 1,400 illegal aliens uh, to walk into the U.S. daily without inspection. This is an invasion. Look at the top part. Antelope migration? (laughs) Truly unbelievable. Welded these doors wide open while Joe Biden is selling off wall parts at two cents on the dollar. That's actually, we covered that last week or earlier this week. So all these, these parts, instead of just giving them to the states or selling them to the states, like, you know, the, the Greg Abbott, you know, of course, Katie Hobbs, who fraudulently won an election over Carrie Lake. She's not the rightfully elected governor of Arizona. Everybody's afraid to say it. I'm not. And everyone's like, there's no evidence. They lose in court every time. No, there's no court hearings. In every court hearing, basically, that Carrie Lake is allowed to present ballots, she wins. So they just lie to you over and over again. Katie Hobbs obviously is not going to buy any border parts because she wants a wide open border because she's a bourgeois leftist globalist elitist who wants to, through totalitarianism, control every aspect of your life. She wants to censor you. She wants to abort you in the womb, out of the womb, censor you, make you say what she wants you to say, make you call a man a woman and a woman a man, put you on CBDC currency puts you on social credit systems, puts you in an electric car where every single aspect of your life can be turned off with a flip of the switch. And, and, and of course, her hand would be at the switch. That's who she is. So this is what's happening at the border. You believe that, you know what, this is just Julia on Twitter. I don't know how big her account is. Don't, it doesn't matter. Here, go to the next one for me. Well, just so you know, it wasn't made up because here's the New York Post. Floodgates are open, literally. Post, Post watches hundreds of illegal aliens cross. So I, this is supposed to stop. Uh, this is supposed to stop antelope. Um, the, the, what it's not stopping are illegal migrants who just like a 2020 ballot are unchecked, unverified, and unvetted. 
just walking right through their welded open doors. This is the Biden administration. They know they'll just do it flat out in our face. But Joe Biden can be tried for treason for this. Joe Biden needs to be impeached right now. The FBI needs to be defunded right now. You're like, well, it's not happening. Well, you know what? That's why we have to have a giant war chest to sue and wherever we can sue and to fund actual conservatives that will go in and be willing to lose their job in two years. Yeah. You have to. You have to be willing to lose your job. I was willing to lose my job as the pastor of this church. I mean, they can't really get rid of me because I'm like the CEO. <laughs> if I go, I can just close the church down. There is no place. There is no. But for other people, you have to be willing to lose your job. I was in law enforcement for 25 years, and I always told my wife, the moment that they send me to start arresting people for spanking their kids or for having firearms, I'm done. I'm willing to lose my job. 40, 30 to 40% of my church left in March of 2020 because they didn't like my attitude about COVID. Well, they can go pound sand because now we are about <laughs> 150 people and we, you know, then, and we're 900 to 1,000 people now because God is good. My God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Philippians 4.19. All right, let's go to the next one, Will. Uh, Bernard Carrick video, Liz Harrington video. And this is all just uh, switching on to Trump. Got two slides on Trump. Here's the action. You're talking about, you'll always hear the, the Pravda media. There's no evidence of widespread voter fraud. Bill Barr, uh, you know what? Um, we did an investigation. Uh, Bill, can you outline your investigation? Because Bill Barr didn't conduct any investigation. And then said, after he conducted the investigation that didn't exist, that there was no evidence of widespread voter fraud that would have overturned the 2020 election. It's bullcrap. Absolute bullcrap. You don't think that there was widespread voter fraud inside of Georgia, which, of course, I've covered extensively with Ruby Freeman and numerous other things. I put out the actual stati- statistics. Well, here's some more. This is Catherine Inglebright on, on Pandemic War Room. He doesn't call it Pandemic War Room anymore. It's War Room Battleground. So it's Steve Bannon, one of the people. I, I watch a lot of Bannon. I watch a lot of uh, Dan Bongino. So here's Kathleen Engelbreich with the actual numbers out of Georgia 2020. Play for me, Will. Part of it is we went through the voter rolls and we recognized that just based on residency, there were 364,000 ineligible voter records. So with that as a premise, I went to go and meet with Secretary Raffensperger. And here's where things get interesting because he had already certified the election November 20th. I went and met with him December the 16th, and in that meeting was, was Secretary Raffensperger and many of his staff and others, and we talked about what True the Vote was helping Georgia citizens do by way of fa- filing these elector challenges. And I said, you know, this is a huge number, and it's, it's, it's going to leave a mark, and I'm just letting everybody know it's coming. And Secretary Raffensperger, in in in... I mean, I'll, I'll never forget it. Pulled out a piece of paper, kind of back on the napkin, did a little bit of, of quick math and said, yeah, 364,000, about 14% of Americans move every year. We haven't been able to clean the rolls because of this lawsuit. So, yeah, that sounds about right. That's about how many ineligible records there are. But what they didn't do in certifying and recertifying and all of the audits and all of the things, all of the great efforts that they say they went through. They never went back to look and see how those 364,000 ineligible voters voted. And so now what we know is that 67,000 of them did vote. Flash forward, he's on that call, the fateful call between Secretary Raffensperger and President Trump and others on January the 2nd. And on that call, he knew 
because we had just had the meeting two weeks previous, he had already affirmed our methodology, affirmed our numbers. And Steve, what's more, told me, sounds about right. You know, the GOP should have been doing this all along. So it was a cover up. See this. This is indisputable. You you will have these numbers presented to mainstream media, and this and of course they're globalist, leftist, bourgeois elitists. They're garbage people, disgusting, devoid of human dignity people. That's who they are. Spineless little worms who will do anything that it takes to make money for the love of money is the root of all evil. We got that. That's the left. Problem is, is Brad Raffensperger represents himself. You're like Tom. We're tired of hear, hearing you talk about Brad Raffensperger. Well, I don't know what to tell you because here's more. <laughs> Brad Raffensperger is a Democratic Party shill. I mean, you, we can have a debate about Brian Kemp, the governor, if we want. I think Brian Kemp is a spineless little worm. Brad Raffensperger, which is basically a typical Republican, and I'm a Republican, I'm just saying that me and you were atypical Republicans because we're not spineless worms. Brian Kemp, I mean, listen how he, I mean, he talks like an ARC church pastor. You try to sound soft, and I'm trying to be accommodating for everybody in the room. That kind of guy will praise God. Well, glory to God. Hallelujah. That, that kind of person is spineless little worm. That's, that's how Brian Kemp is. Because he, he, could, he, could, he could stop Fannie Willis right now in her tracks. He could do it. Why is he not doing it? Yep. Because he's spineless. Now, Brad Raffensperger is beyond spineless. He is a Democrat. He votes for Democrats. I mean, do you honestly believe... That Lindsey Graham voted for Donald Trump? That, that, that Raffensperger voted for Donald Trump? You believe any that John Cornyn voted for John, Donald Trump? Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, Mitt Romney, or any of the other senators that I can name actually voted for Donald Trump? No, they're Democratic Party shills. They are, they are the very people that I discuss on the show all the time. They are put in place to put out a false synergistic tension where you believe that there are people in D.C. fighting for you. They're not fighting for you. They're making leftist ideologies, ideologies, narratives, and agendas more palatable for you as they usher the agenda forward. That is Brad Raffensperger who met in April of 2020 with Mark Elias from Perkins Coie. Perkins Coie who hired Fusion GPS who hired Christopher Steele, who hired Igor Danchenko, the entire collusion hoax. That's who Brad Raffensperger is meeting with and making ballots uh, non-adjudicatable, making them uh, making ballots to the place where you could not adjudicate ballots, making adjudicating ballots impossible on the night of the election. Why would you do that knowing that this is going to be the first, although non-justifiable, totally fraudulent, never should have been a mail-in election, we have unvetted ballots, unsignature verified ballots, unverified ballots in totality. Never should have been that way anyway. So I'm not justifying it being a mass mail-in election. However, it was, if you have, if you know that's co- that that's going to be, and this, remember, this is April of 2020. So you're having the, the ground zero of the pandemic, the pan, we're being overrun when nobody's being overrun. So you have him meeting with Mark Elias. Why would a Republican be meeting with one of the most totalitarian leftist attorneys on the planet. Yeah. Why would he even take that meeting? Why does nobody ask him that? He takes the meeting and make it makes it impossible to adjudicate ballots on the night of the election. And if you're going to have mass mail in uncertified, unvetted, non-signature verified ballots, then you need to have very easy adjudication abilities on the night of the election. So that you can certify the election in a timely manner, i.e. 2020 in Florida. 
Yeah. You don't make it. Well, why is it that in Georgia, a state far smaller than Florida can't certify an election for days and days and days and weeks? Why? Because it was put in place by Brad Raffensperger with Mark Elias. That is basically, that would be like Truman meeting with Hitler. Yeah. I mean, yeah. explain that to me. There's no explanation. But no, but Brad Raffensperger just got reelected. I mean, who's? I, mean, I will bet you right now, I don't know this, but I'll bet you right now that the elections in Georgia, everybody can vote and every, Democrats all voted for them. And many of the Republicans acting as Democrats in Georgia, are, I mean, many of the Republicans are acting as Democrats in the state of Georgia, just voting. They're voting for Democrats. They're voting, they're voting in Democrat. literally. I mean, I mean this literally. I don't mean he leans to the left or he's a centrist. He is a, an imposter. He is a Republican imposter. He is a Democrat acting as a Republican, pretending to be a Republican. That's who Brad Raffensperger is. So what else happens? So you have Engelbright there meeting with Raffensperger at True the Vote, meeting with Raffensperger, showing him the statistics, and saying there's 364,000 illegal voters. 364,000 illegal voters because Brad Raffensperger says that they're being sued so he can't clean up the voter rolls, right? Is that true or is that what he wants? He knows, I mean, you got to think of this in big picture. Who's in on it and who's not? Is, was, did you think, you think Mike Pence ever voted for Donald Trump? I mean, seriously, do you really believe it? When his own secretary is the wife of somebody working in Peter Strzok's office? You really think so? So you have Raffensperger. Yeah, I believe Raffensperger wants the lawsuit, probably conjured up the lawsuit so that he couldn't clean the voter rolls. Probably instigated the laws, lawsuit himself. Just like, just like the Biden administration did with, with NARA, the National Archives, basically uh, instigated them to request papers from Trump to, to request the Justice Department. That was all instigated by the Biden administration. It's just like the Biden administration sending a letter to the National School Board Association saying, you know what, send us a letter requesting our help because you're scared of the violence happening at school board meetings when there is no violence at school board meetings. Like the transgender genocide, where? Where, where is it? They propagate it, but where is it? There isn't any of it. It's just like COVID. Where are all the bodies? Where, where are they exactly? Where, where are all these millions upon millions upon millions upon bodies? Where are they at? There aren't any. It's all lies. So Raffensperger is told here, I just want you to see, this is how it works everywhere because demons are demons and, and demon-led people are demon-led people. Not smart people, they're just zealous. So Brad Raffensperger is told by True the Vote, by Engelbright, there's 364,000 illegal voters. He acknowledges that it's true and it certifies the election. How do you do that? He doesn't, he doesn't even investigate who of the 364,000 people voted out, who, uh, how many out of the 364 illegal voters actually voted in the election before he certified the election. If you have, guess what? If they're illegal voters, they're illegal voters. Saw an interview with Joe Biden today. I believe it happened yesterday, but I saw it today. And he was asked about, you know, there is a, a special counsel looking into his possession of classified documents. And he was asked, you know, are you being called into, you know, to testify? Are you being called in to give a statement? No, he goes, no, and I don't anticipate having to do that. Okay, it's impossible for Joe Biden not to have committed felonies. Yeah. There's no way that he can be in possession of classified documents. There's no way. There's no way. I mean, Joe, listen, you have the Presidential Records Act, 
which is backed up by the uh, Tom Fitton lawsuit, Judicial Watch lawsuit against Bill Clinton that Judicial Watch lost, which set up the Presidential Records Act, which is basically anything a president takes out of the White House is just deemed declassified. That's the Presidential Record Act. That's why Joe, uh, Barack Hussein Obama has 144,000 documents that he's refused to give to NARA, National Archives. He refused. And he's not been president since 2017. Since January 20th of 2017, he hasn't been president. It's 2023. It's almost September of 2023. Almost 42 months into 15 days to flatten the curve. So you just need to see that none of all of this is, is just a giant leftist conspiracy. Washington, D.C. is gone. And I, it's, not, it's not some sort of conspiracy, some ambiguous, uh, shrouded in misconspiracy. It's absolutely true. There's no way that Joe Biden is not guilty of felonious activity, felonious possession of compartmented classified documents. Impossible, because as vice president, he can never declassify them. He has them back from when he was a senator that he walked out of, of, of secured skiffs. Yeah. Walked out of skiffs with documents. Why is he not already arrested? There's no way that you, that you cannot arrest him. Same thing here in Georgia. When you have 364,000 illegal voters, you cannot certify the election. Which, by the way, Mike Judas Pence, Benedict Arnold Pence, spineless worm, arc pastor, soft-spoken moron Pence. That's what Trump was asking you to do. Send it back to the states so they could adjudicate the 364,000 ballots, moron. That's what it was about. Not overturning an election. Adjudicate the ballots. All we're asking. Do a forensic audit. Have have five Republicans sitting there and five Democrats sitting there and adjudicate the ballots, please. That's all we're asking. And Trump's being arrested for it. Fannie Willis asked for it and she's hailed a hero. Trump and prosecutes the very person that did exactly what she's doing or what she did in 2020. So he doesn't even look into 364,000 votes. And it turns out from Engelbright's research that 67,000 of them voted, which is exactly what we put out on the podcast. Yep. Illegal, illegal uh, felons voted, children voted, people who didn't register in time voted. And Trump lost this lost the state of Georgia by 11,000 votes. How many, how many of you want to bet? And we have, the, we have other, we have testimonies. I don't remember what state it's from, but no, I think it was Georgia. Where the mil- don't hold me to that. Where you had military ballots coming in, 100% for Biden. It was Georgia. Was it Georgia, Aaron? Mm-hmm. Okay, it was. So it was Georgia. 100% for Biden, and Brad Rapsberg certifies that? <laughs> Please. He is a Democratic Party member. He is a Democratic Party imposter. He is a Democratic Party spy, and he just got reelected again. All right, so that, and that's what Trump's being arrested over. Let's go to the next one, which is more on Trump. Uh, Colin Rugg tweet, breaking. Told you, you're like, no, well, conspiracies. I'm tired of hearing. Listen, you have QAnon bullcrap conspiracies, and then you have legitimate conspiracies, folks. Legitimacy. These are not conspiracy theories. These are conspiracies. Fannie Willis was asked, are you, are you coordinating with Jack Smith? There's a federal prosecutor. Not allowed to do that. Not allowed to do that. And you know what else you're not allowed to do right here from Colin Rugg? Breaking White House visitor log show that special counsel Jack Smith's top aide met with, the Biden, with Biden staffers, staffers just weeks before Smith's indictment of Trump. Their scheming is brought in broad daylight, and they don't even care. That's what I told you. They don't care. That's why we have to basically ignore them, get a giant uh, 
uh, trough, uh, coagulation, giant amount of cash, sue, uh, prosecute, litigate, and legislate. On March 31st, 2023, Deputy Chief of Staff for the White House Counsel's Office, Caroline Saba, met with Jack Smith's top aide, Jay Bratt. This is all illegal. The White House is a civil institution. It is not allowed to interweave itself with judicial activities, with prosecutorial activities. It's wide open in our face. This is criminal, just like influence peddling with him and Hunter. It is criminal, period. This, and this cannot be forgotten. Jack Smith must be prosecuted for this. He's not allowed to meet with a civil institution. To discuss, he's supposed to be a special counsel. And by the way, we we're paying for Caroline Saba. We're, we're, we're paying for Jack Smith's top aide, Jay Bratt. We're paying for it all. For them to meet illegally, to come, I mean, it's not even, it's, I mean, think about, think of it this way. It's not just that it's the White House. It's the White House's number one political opponent that they're scheming with the special, the special prosecutor to prosecute. This is patently illegal, absolutely impeachable. But I don't listen, impeachment and smeachment. I want criminal prosecutions of Jack Smith, Lisa Monaco, Merrick Garland, Joe Biden and his staff, Caroline Saba. She committed a crime. Jay Pratt committed a crime here. These are crimes and must be prosecuted. All right, let's go to the next one, Will. Just out of Ukraine now, Vic, uh, Victor, Victoriana, get that right. It's another breaking story. Very interesting. You're like, Tom, you're going everywhere tonight. Yeah, just going everywhere right now. Everyone who thinks to the Ukraine, you have, you know, this, I went over this on Thursday night after the, uh, after the debate. And you had basically everybody on stage for Ukraine war. You had all of the uh, Ukraine war shills and whores up on the stage. You know, we, we're not doing enough. Chris Christie, Nikki Haley, Mike Pence, who am I leaving out? Tim Scott. Tim Scott. All of them, more money to Ukraine, more money. Well, for what? For what? What, what are we, what, for what? D -d define victory for us, please. You have Vladimir Putin with 300,000 Russian soldiers in reserve. And you think that the Ukraine somehow is going to defeat the Russian army? Ukraine, the Ukraine is running out of soldiers. All right, but here's just a side note. I could spend three hours on Ukraine. Maybe I will one night. Zelensky's mother-in-law, Olga Kayashko has purchased, so Zelensky's mother-in-law has purchased a luxury villa in El Gona, uh, Egypt for approximately $4.8 million. Ooh. Wow. According to Egyptian investigative journalist Muhammad Al-Alaway, -Al I'm trying to pronounce the names. The villa was purchased in May of 2023. Huh. I wonder if that's from the latest tranche of billions that Joe Biden has sent him. Four billion and then four hundred million, then six hundred million in all different orders. And the source of the money appears to be to be Western aid packages arriving in in Kiev. Kiev. See, they've already wrote me in. They've already propagandized me. It's <laughs> Kiev. Arriving in, in Kiev. Weird, isn't it? Hmm. Egyptian political scientists, I'm not gonna bother with that name, commented you look at the name yourself, I'm not gonna even try. Commented <laughs> on the situation saying it was surprising that Zelensky and his relatives spend fortunes on personal luxuries instead of using them for military and humanitarian purposes. Yeah, I mean, I mean you imagine that they could, if, he, if Zelensky took the $4.85 million, that there's a lot of Ukrainian citizens that could use that money. Remember, I mean, I documented this 
on Thursday. It's funny because Zelensky gets fatter every picture that you see him in. Every video, he's getting fatter, more and more comfortable, well-fed, while his citizens are dying. He's running out of soldiers, getting slaughtered in every... I have the statistics. I probably won't get to it tonight. I'm going to look here. No, I probably won't get to it tonight. But I have the statistics. We will get to it because it's part of my, part of my uh, uh, expose on the Ukraine here. We have the statistics of how much they're... How much, and, you, and you have Tim Scott, and you have Mike Pence, and you have Nikki Haley, and you have Chris Christie, and all the rest of them saying that, you know what, victory in, in Ukraine. They're losing every battle by like a 10 to 1 kill ratio. Almost like us in Vietnam. Remember the Tet Offensive? Which basically, uh, you know, made all the Americans protest and Vietnam's winning. That was, that was a 1 to 17, 1 to 25, can't remember the exact stats, way up there, de- uh, a death toll for the Viet Cong. Mm-hmm. Americans were killed like 1 to, for every 25. 1 to 25 uh, uh, death count for, for the Americans. For every 25 uh, Viet Cong that were killed, there's one American killed. And everyone's like, freaking out, freaking out. That's the same thing happening in Ukraine. They're getting slaughtered. Everything they do. Listen, the Russians have tactical satellites that can read everything they're doing long before they do it. You have no chance. And by the way, for those, because I'm not going to get to it tonight, it's, it's, it's uh, uh, retired Colonel Douglas McGregor's uh, material. For those of us that think that we're going to win some sort of battle with Russia, everything that, remember, for those of us who are old enough in here, some of you, even the guys that are in here, probably aren't really old enough to remember. If you remember the first Gulf War, the first one back in the early 90s, because you know, every Bush has to have a war. Mm-hmm. George W., George Herbert Walker, they've all got to have wars. Obama's got to have his wars. Of course, Biden's got to have his wars. Only one who doesn't have to have his war is Donald J. Trump. So if you remember everything back then, and even back when Will was fighting in the, in the, other, in the, in the latest Gulf War under George W. Bush, we had, we had tactical advantage over all armies in the world. Those are, those, all those tactical advantages are gone. Just so you know, just remember when you had the Iraqis sleeping in their tanks because they, they, were, they were used to fighting the Iranian army and they'd fight all day and then everyone would just backtrack and go sleep in their tanks at night because nobody could do anything to tanks at night. Okay, and all they all got destroyed in their tanks at night because of our weapons systems, satellite-guided missiles, uh, all, heat-seeking missiles, all that, all of our advantages are gone, just so you know. We don't have any tactical advantage over Russia. We have no tactical advantage over China, except maybe air power. Maybe. The Chinese Navy, you're like, Tom, this sounds anti-American. It's not anti-American to spout the truth. That's right. It's not anti-American. The most technologically advanced Navy on the planet, the most technologically advanced military on the planet when it comes to um, hypersonic technology is the Chinese, not us. The largest army on the planet is the Chinese. We have 1.1, 1.2 million people in our military. And we have 40 um, five-star generals or five-star admirals. 40. At the height of World War II, we had 12 million people in the military and seven, four, four to five stars. It's all about pageantry and celebrating yourself. And I'm the first four-star woman general, first woman leader of the army, first woman uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. That hasn't happened yet, but we can see. All right, go back to that thing for me. Well, let me try to get back on track. 
uh, and humanitarian considering the time of war. El Ghana is famous for its special treatment of rich and famous foreigners. And next door to Zelensky's villa is an estate belonging to Hollywood actress Angelina Jolie. <laughs> so while he is slaughtering his own citizens, wow. he is collecting uh, handicapped people off the street, collecting his citizens off the street by force, forcing them into the army. He is buying a $5 million mansion next to Angelino Jolie. And this is just absolutely the epitome of the globalist bourgeois leftist elitist like Ursula van der Leyen that I was talking about before, who just is initiated a mass censorship of all social media platforms for the entire European Union. While she herself is unfettered, can say whatever she wants, she's never going to mask. She's never going to get vaccinated. She's not going to va- have to need. She's not going to need a vaccine passport because she's going to fly all over because she's a major climate change, uh, climate hoaxer, uh, major purveyor of the climate change narrative. As she jets all over the globe, her Trudeau, Gavin Newsom, John Kerry, and everybody else. Whoops. Well, Hello, everybody. Sorry. We don't know what happened. Technical glitch. She jets all over the globe in her private jet. Well, that's what Zelensky's doing here, killing off all of his citizens. As I've said from day one, this is all on purpose. Are him and Putin in it together? I don't know. They both belong to the World Economic Forum. Are they in it together? I don't know. But I know that Ukraine must burn and that Zelensky wants the war to continue because he's buying villas in, in Egypt. It's perfect for him. And the investigative journalist said it appears that the money is coming from Western sources, from not just Western sources like somebody's donating money from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. It's our tax dollars going to fund his multi-million dollar mansion in Egypt. All right, switching to Maui. Rep Jim Jordan tweet, Joe Biden's FEMA officials. Here he is. I told him, oh my gosh, dude, I didn't put this together on purpose. <laughs> do, do you see it now? Do you see this? Uh, Joe Biden's FEMA officials are reportedly staying at $1,000 a night luxury hotels in Maui. Again, they live high on the hog. You have Gavin Newsom, who banned all of his state employees from traveling anywhere to banned states, i.e. Florida. Another banned state was Wyoming. And guess where Gavi went in his private jet? Wyoming. Justin Trudeau, if you, if you, you were exposed to COVID, you had to, you had to uh, isolate for two weeks, quarantine for two weeks, you weren't allowed on a private jet. He got on a private jet and didn't quarantine for two weeks. That's, I mean, that's this is what it's all about. They don't care. Biden caught without a mask. Gavin at the French Laundry. Gretchen Whitless, wretched Whitless from Michigan. <laughs> she bans everybody from travel and then travels down to Florida for spring break. <laughs> Deborah Burks bans everybody from travel and travels to go see her dad. And her dad was very elderly, allegedly most at threat of COVID. She goes travels to see her dad. Uh, Mayor of Austin did the same thing. He actually shoots a video telling all of his people to do no traveling because of the threat of the 99.9% survival virus. Tells everybody not to travel. He ends up being caught shooting that video from his condo in Cabo. (laughs) This is what it's all about. And it's in your face. What are we going to do about it? Litigate. Yeah. Prosecute. And legislate these people into non-existence. Don't argue with them. Don't protest. Let's get a giant amount of cash together. Get the right people in office and get a bunch of lawyers together. Listen, you may not like lawyers. Fine, but we have to have them. You need Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch. He's not a lawyer, but he's got great lawyers. 
Liberty Council, we need to, we need to, they need to be 50 times the size that we are. We need to make them eat their own medicine, make them eat their cake. This while the president vacations in Lake Tahoe. So you got the president vacationing in Lake Tahoe and paying his FEMA representatives and his FEMA workers, which by the way, I've been documenting Maui from day one. I've yet to find a FEMA video of them doing anything in Maui. Nope. And not one citizen has testified that FEMA's done a daggum thing in Maui. And we're talking about Lahaina. Nobody's done a thing in Lahaina. Nobody's done anything. Now, I have not found, you go ahead, send them to me if you want. Please, please do. You can send them uh, right now. You can send them uh, to Aaron. Find me one. They had one goofy looking leftist girl say that she loved when Joe Biden came to Lahaina. She loved it. That was it. We really appreciate his leadership. Everybody else, is, it's absolutely the opposite. I mean, we played the video of him getting basically effed off as he drives into Lahaina or drives into Maui. His giant 50, 50 car motorcade that is using to you know, stop global warming. So here you go. This is it. I told you. And, and Zelensky's the same way. Ursula van der Leyen's the same way. We documented Bezos, documented Bill Gates flying into the Glasgow Climate Summit in their private jet while they already had weeks in advance had their yachts driven there, flying on their private jets, land their private jets, get on helicopters, fly out to their yachts, doodle around on their yachts, fly in for the summit, and then fly back on their private jets and then have somebody drive their yachts back. It's all a giant hoax, and you can't fault, you can't, you cannot allow them to manipulate you through being uncomfortable. We're going to call you names. So call me names. Call me, call me a climate hoaxer. Call me, a, you know, whatever, a, a climate denier. Yep, yep, climate denier, right here. Climate, proud, proud climate change denier, right here. No hesitation at all. None. Never will mask, never will vax, never going to buy an electric vehicle. Nothing. Proud. As a matter of fact, if I can, the next vehicle that I buy is going to be another F-250 diesel-powered truck. That's right. Thinking about going Ram this time because Ram seems to be the le- the least uh, uh, politicized right now. Least woke. All right, so let's go to Jesse Waters. The government is disrespecting you. Play for me. It was the Great Recession. Your friends and family members were being laid off. Your neighbors were defaulting and Americans were drowning in debt. And when our government wasn't bailing out the banks, they were in Vegas partying. The Obama administration's GSA, the General Services Administration, which nobody even knows what they do, spent almost a million dollars for a weekend conference on the Strip. Well, you were at work. Government bureaucrats were spending your tax dollars popping champagne, dancing with chain-smoking clowns, true story, and enjoying Napa Valley Cab in a bubble bath in a room with a view. The government spent almost a million dollars on a Vegas pool party during the Great Recession. Have they learned anything? It doesn't look like it. After fire raged through Maui, Hawaii, leaving 115 dead, 850 Americans missing, hundreds of which are kids, for what's the deadliest wildfire in U.S. history in over a century, the government is once again disrespecting us. According to a report and photos obtained by the Daily Mail, FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the team that's supposed to be digging through the ashes and delivering aid, has turned the tragedy into a junket. FEMA booked themselves in the five-star luxury Hawaiian resorts, relaxing at the cocktail bar, knocking back drinks, 
45 minutes away from Lahaina, the city consumed by an inferno. They're shacking up at the Maui Four Seasons, beachfront, of course. Rooms there are $1,000 a night. The presidential suite goes for $29,000 a night. We sure hope they're not staying there. So just show me video of FEMA doing anything in Lahaina. Show it to me, please. Show me, show any FEMA official, like Jesse Waters just said, digging through the ashes. You got 850 uh, people that are missing, 114 confirmed dead. And then we all know that they're hiding the numbers because if you have 850 people missing and a large portion of them are kids, they're dead. I, don't, I mean, I'm sorry. That's just the way that it is. Reports coming out of there that their morgues are overrun. And they're just, they're just faking the numbers with the 114, trying to hang on. While FEMA, who should be like Jesse Waters said, digging through the ass, show me video of any FEMA official doing any body recovery or even handing out water to anybody. Nothing. It's the weirdest thing. Just like the Ukraine war, it's the weirdest war I've ever seen. Where you have celebrities flying in and out of Kiev all the time, meeting with their god, Zelensky, who just bought a multi-million dollar estate in a very rich celebrity area of Egypt. And now you got people staying at the Maui Four Star, whatever it was. Four Seasons. Four Seasons, thank you, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. The Maui Four Seasons for $1,000 a night. What are they doing sitting there in the lobby? Why are they not out with rakes recovering bodies? Why are they not documenting bodies? What, 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 I mean, why are they not handing out anything? There's no video of this. You're like, well, what do we do? I, listen, I don't know what to do. We just need to understand where we're at. And listen, de listen, the Democrats have voted in. Uh, Hawaii has been, I mean, controlled by Democrats forever. I mean, and this, uh, part of this is the citizens' fault. I'll do what I can to help any victim. But listen, part of this is what they voted for. Josh Green, who again, just looks like a chubby, lazy, half-retired art church pastor wandering around trying to scoop up Burn up land for the state of for the state of Hawaii. Doing absolutely nothing. All right, what's my next one? AP. AP pick. As flames tore through a West Maui neighborhood, a car after car of fleeing residents headed for the only paved road out of town in a desperate race for safety. Again, this is the weirdest catastrophic response I have ever seen. A response to a catastrophe I've ever seen. Of course, it was conducted by the person who ran the investigation into the Las Vegas shooting where 58 Americans were killed. The man who ran that initially before the FBI did. Very weird. He's now the chief of police of Maui. Very weird who also calls himself the coroner, by the way. It's on videotape. Check it. So that's part of it being run. And then the person who was running their emergency response coordination was somebody who's never coordinated an emergency response. I mean, so weird. Herman was his first name. Can't remember his last name. He's already resigned. But the man who's running the emergency response to the Lahaina fires where we have 114 confirmed dead, 850 people missing, most of them children, never had responded to an emergency, never had coordinated an emergency response in his life. And he runs emergency response for an entire island. That's why they had no water for the fire, because they were very busy re re revering the water. That's why they didn't sound any alarms, where the alarms are actually statutorily put in place for wildfires, for tsunamis, for other natural disasters. It's in their own legislative code. No, no alarms were set off, no water, water to put out the fire, and car after car was turned back toward the fire. 
toward the, it's just like, you know what? Close to 80% of all COVID cases are caught in one's own home. So you know what? Yeah, leave that up for me, Aaron, for just a second. 80% of all COVID cases are caught in one's own home. So you know what we're going to send you? Let's send you home. And let's close all access to zinc, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, and sunlight. Let's do that. The very things that actually heal people from viral infections. So the exact opposite. So you have in Maui, it's just like that. It's just like sending people to where you're going to catch COVID. Where you had, just leave that up here. I want all that. It's just like you have Gavin Newsom, Gretchen Whitmer, Phil Murphy, Tom Wolfe, all sent, oh, uh, Andrew Cuomo, all sent COVID-infected patients into nursing homes. Andrew Cuomo is responsible for 16,000 confirmed deaths. They send, So it's all the same thing. They either send you into the fire, send you into the disease, or prevent you from getting away from it. The emergency management chief, which Aaron just found for me, was Herman Andea who's never coordinated an emergency response in his life. That's who was in charge of the Maui fire response. And the other person in charge of the fire response was the man who ran the investigation into the shooting in Las Vegas, 58 people shot. We still don't know what in the world happened there. Yeah. Car after car was turned back toward the rapidly spread. I want to put this on. The reason why I put this on, even though I've already covered this, is because this is the Associated Press. I've told you, I've prayed over this, that they would be so galactically overwhelmed with truth that even leftist-controlled, Pfizer-controlled, Associated Press has to actually print the truth. Yeah. Car after car was turned back toward, toward the rapidly spreading wildfire. No, don't leave town. The fire's that way. So remember, remember what Herman Adaya said about, about not turning on the alarm, not turning off, not turning on the sirens? Remember what he said? We were afraid that people would run into the fire. Do you mean it's, I mean, we have welded open gates at the southern border to keep antelope in and water in? When we have hundreds of people walking through there every day, it's just galactic stupidity right in front of your face. What are we going to do about it? We got to coagulate the cash and fight. Stop protesting. Stop arguing with liberals. They're beyond hope. You're like, Tom, that you shouldn't say that when you're a gospel preacher. Hey, outside the gospel, they're beyond hope. Is that good? One family swerved around the barricades. I have great video of this, but there's so much cussing in it, I couldn't play it because we're on Christian Television Network tonight. One family swerved around the barricade and was safe in a nearby town 48 minutes later. Another drove their four-wheel drive car down a dirt road to escape. One man took a, a, a dirt road uphill, climbing above the fire and watching as Lahaina burned. He later picked his way through the flames and smokes and rubble to pull survivors to safety. So the only way for you to survive was to go around the barricades blocking you in the fire. The only way for you to survive was to defy the emergency response. That sounds just like COVID, doesn't it? Yep. The way for you to survive was to never get vaccinated. To not wear a mask that carries around latent coronaviruses and bacteria and fungus in your face. Remember, we, me and Aaron got the study out of Gainesville. Well, they, they actually diagnosed an eight-hour worn mask. Oh, yeah. Disgusting. Fungus, bacteria. I mean, all sorts of horrendous diseases on it. Because you know what you're supposed to do with that? You're supposed to exhale, not stick your exhalations into a mask and suck them back in eight, 12 hours a day, alone driving around in your car like a stupid idiot. 
Amazing. I mean, it really is. I mean, you just look at it. It's all the exact same response. And the answer is you cannot comply. We got 30 seconds left, Aaron? Yep. We cannot comply. You, you cannot worry about the response of other people. It's just like when I'm preaching tomorrow. I'm preaching the Bible. Hellfire, brimstone, repentance, healing, prosperity. I don't care if people are offended by prosperity either. I'm going to preach the gospel. You cannot comply because you're worried about the respect of people. Love you all back here Tuesday night, 8.30, full 90 minutes of fury. Love you. From everyone who has been given much, or Romans 8.32, everything, all things. Ephesians 1.3, everything, every spiritual gift is yours. What was this much that was given to you? It can be summarized in two words. Holy Ghost. Nobody's got the Holy Ghost but you. The unsaved do not have the Holy Ghost. You got it. Narrow is the way and few find it. We are supposed to be a remnant that the world is petrified of because of the power of the Holy Ghost. That's the much that was given to you.